Video Game Pulse. Episode 292. Millennium X17. And I'm Doc Katakito. No, no supervision. No supervision. I've been told there is weak sauce. Oh, there is lots of weak sauce. This is no good because that means we're unsupervised. Yep. So what happened to Kaz? Uh, she's sleeping. Pillow? Pillow. Was it necessary? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been told it was uh, no chance. She tried to stay up. She made it about two and a half hours later than she has been the past couple of days. And then the crash hit. And there was no going back. <laughs> <laughs> this is usually the story. So how are you doing? Pretty good. Surviving? Mm. I'm all right. The uh, Anything going on? Side notes? Uh, not really, to be honest. Yeah, the last two weeks, have, again, it's kind of quiet, which I guess is better than everything's on fire. Mm. Oh, there's something on fire. Don't worry about yeah. that. No, the internet there's always, always provides. There's always something on fire. <laughs> mm. I don't know. Do you have any side notes at all? Um, Pokemon Ultra Sun and Moon comes out tomorrow. Awesome. That'll be awesome. Hopefully and I'm in... sure you uh, planned ahead and had your uh, Gamefly game finished up in time for that. Mm, yes, of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because we always plan ahead like that. Poor Neo, he's, he gets so neglected. <laughs> I know. Such is the life of a Gamefly game. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> they find the, the warmest corner of a desk and boy, do they occupy it. <laughs> Uh, yep. I don't. Oh I was, yeah, that reminds me as well. Val just reminded me is uh, Val got me a game the other oh, that's right, couple yeah. days ago called uh, Darkest Dungeon. Have you heard of it? Yes, I have heard of this. This game is hard as shit. <laughs> it's really good, but my god, it's hard as shit. This is this is the problem you set yourself up with when you uh, you know establish that you like Dark Souls I and know. Bloodborne. You, you kind of <laughs> set yourself up for these things. It's so true. Oh uh, god. Now with uh with Darkest Dungeon it's hard as shit because A, you guys are always trying to go crazy on you. B there's never enough money to get them supplies so they don't go crazy on you. And C a lot of things can straight up murder your ass inside, you know, a dungeon, so Yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> it is really fun though. I've been enjoying it. Yeah, I suppose you're probably gonna be doing a review on that sometime in the mm. future. Yeah, definitely. It's good times there. I don't know if there's I like I'm trying to think of anything that I've done. Like I've watched a lot of anime in the last two weeks. We'll get to that at the end of the show. Uh, but outside of that, I had overtime this week. I was on overtime on this past Tuesday, and just like I thought, I only have single overtime next week, so I will be working on Black Friday. <laughs> Fun. Uh, because it makes perfect sense to you know be working at a distribution center on black friday mm. instead of you know before before <laughs> but let's not plan ahead or anything <laughs> know, right? like that we don't want to do that <laughs> uh and then outside that then i had the next overtime day i'll have was towards the end of december 
the week before Christmas is the day that I'm going to be having overtime, which is, you know, so this year is a complete opposite of last year. Yeah. Last yeah. year, by this time, I was so exhausted, I couldn't even I see know, straight. I know. The, uh, this year, I'm actually able to continue watching, you know, lots of anime, and I get a lot, I get actually get through some games. Uh, I've actually got an experiment that I wanted to try, but I don't know how well it'll work. It probably won't not as, as well as I would like it to, but I'll All get right. to that later. Uh, not much else really going on. Yeah, because you don't, uh, you've taken a lot of days off this December and don't have as much overtime. You actually get to meet Catherine this month. Yes, that's right. She's having a live stream MMO event on uh, December 9th. 9th. And I'm going to try to get into that. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what the concept is. Is it just another no spoon thing? I don't know if it's no spoon or if it's another achievement, but it should be fun nonetheless. Mm. Last one was hilarious. But, uh, so, yeah. That'll work. Yeah, it's at noon, so you'll have to go to bed early uh, the night before. I could, that's something I can manage. Mm-hmm. And it usually lasts anywhere from, like, three to five hours. I've been known to play Factorio for at least that long. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, so, again, that we means actually have to... haven't touched Factorio in, like, two months. Longer it's than amazing. that. It's, it's three or four at this point. Maybe three. Three-ish or so. I forget. I'd have to go back and look. But no, because the last time, I don't know about you, but the last time I played was just before we got the kitten, so it was it's just over two months that I All haven't right. played it. I think it might have been three months for me. Yeah. Not sure. Mm. I probably should fire it in sometime before the 9th December so I could yeah, you know, refresh so we can myself. Refresh it. I don't know if we want to try to do a, 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 like another multiplayer thing where we just do straight vanilla and try to we crank, can do it, that, crank yeah. it out as fast as mm-hmm. we can. Which that's the other thing. I've actually my last map, the my uh, my mega base map that I was doing. I never actually showed you. I finally got it to a point where I wanted it, and then I was doing a couple other weird things. But I wanted to show you how many mm-hmm. rocket launches per minute. I wanted to do at least one rocket launch per yeah, minute. Yeah. I blew that out of the water. <laughs> my base could do probably about four to five rockets a minute. Wow! It, it, it cranks them out like you. You're not prepared for how fast this thing moves. <laughs> And that's why I over-engineered everything. That's awesome. It's working. It's not it. It's still. The, it's always the blue circuits. Always. Blues. I can never make those fast enough. Mm-hmm. Pain in the ass. I got to the point where I can make. Uh, I've got green circuits covered, but and then reds are not nearly as bad. It's a matter of keeping plastics going, which is also not nearly as bad. But it's it's always the blues. They're such a pain in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one of these days when you get back to the uh, map that we started, you know, ages ago with all our mods and stuff. Well, therein lies the problem is that we don't even remember what we were doing at that point. That is true. And furthermore, that mod, that mod is good, but it was also very complicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the uh, the Anani mods. That's yeah, what it was. that was it. I remember we just got done with like bleach and paper and stuff. Yeah. And I had my tree factory going. Yeah. I think it was. I think the next thing we needed to get like aluminum going or something like that. Something like that, yeah. And I remember we were dreading titanium. Yeah, that, well, that, that was like eons away at that yeah, point. Yeah, I know. We were still dreading it. Yeah, I think a lot of it is very complicated. It's it's a matter of where to lay out things. Mm-hmm. And our layout isn't over that very conducive at the moment. But yeah, yeah I think it's we just put it aside and we got doing other things like kittens. Which, by the way, how are they doing? Oh, they're great. They're so good. It's, uh, I believe it's two weeks from this past Tuesday is when Midnight goes for his uh, operation. <laughs> we're going to on a wh- it's a weight reduction program. Yeah. We're gonna two ounces. <laughs> it's gonna be uh, weight reduction by two ounces. Yeah, which he is blissfully ignorant about. I know it's hysterical. We'll see how he takes it after the fact. Yep. 
And uh, he's getting so freaking big. Yeah, oh, he's, my if God. If you look he at him, you'd massive. expect him to be, what, eight months to a year? At least, yeah. But he's only four months? He's only four months old. Like, yeah. This cat is so huge. He's going to be monstrous. He is. He's going to be massive. And then uh, Marie is not too far behind him. She's pretty big as well. And then Safi's just super no, no, tiny. No, 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 no. Marie is, she's got a tiny head, and then she's got some <laughs> chunk going on. <laughs> it's not really all that big. She's just got chunk. Mm. And then Safi's really small. Yeah, Sapphire is so tiny. She's just like a little, you know, scrap of fluff. And then, and then it's so funny because what she'll do is she'll roll it up into a little cat bun, but she'll <laughs> roll it up into a tiny little tight, like, five, six-inch diameter circle. And you're thinking, huh? And then all of a sudden when she sprawls it out, it's like, it's like oh, okay. It's so funny. Defying the laws of physics there. Yep. It's a very tightly wrapped cat bun. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they've been great. They're uh, they're still out full time. You know, we haven't had too many problems with that. You know, once in a while, Sandy will get into a mood and try to go after them. But and, and to be fair, the kitten is always in a mood. She's always in a mood. Yes. Yeah, fortune. And I mean, Sandy. To be fair, he's almost fifteen. He can't be asked with their shit. <laughs> <laughs> that is always the case. Yeah. I don't honestly believe there's much else for side notes. No, I don't think so. Yeah, so should we just head off to the ease mail? Hmm. Ease mail time. Ease mail. All right, this is a big one. It is. Uh, Yotaro Vegeta is emailed in uh, with a very big one. Hmm. So who wants to start? Uh... I'll start right here. Okay, so okay. first, there's a couple of bullet points, uh, and then it, there's uh, anime talk as well, but then first off, okay, so the first bullet point. Um, before I begin this easemail, I think it's easemail. Yep. Uh, easemail is, is uh, when we said easemails, it's with a Z. Yeah. It has a big S on this one, but <laughs> so easemails. Uh, I would like to say that I am pretty sure Dark God's pronunciation of Neo is probably correct, given that Ni is also a Japanese word for two, and O is the word for God. Uh, Neo means benevolent, benevolent king. I don't even know if I still pronounce benevolent. it. Benevolent. Benevolent. For some reason, I'm having speech fail. <laughs> uh, the internet tells me. So, speech are good. Mill's speech speecher reading that escapist news on the other hand and yeah. this email on the other hand and this email <laughs> hand. And to be fair, about ninety percent of everything else I read on this show. That was just so perfect. I knew that line was coming. It was like, yes. yep. <laughs> All right. Second. But then you point. see, the problem with me is that I can speak well, but reading and speaking at the same time, for anyone who has never tried it before, <laughs> is a lot more harder than you think. Mm. All right. Next bullet point. Speaking of the escapist news, it's sad but not surprising. I feel like if you're not one of the big gaming outlets, you're shit out of luck. I haven't been to the Escapist website in probably two years, and that's because A, I'm busy, and B, when I'm not busy, I read all my old gaming news via RSS. It's piling up. I only went to Escapist for ZP and the Critical Miss website. I don't need them for a game is coming or a game is delayed news. I don't think they do any deep journalism over there, no scoops over there. Yeah. Yeah. Even though they, they I found them to be definitely better than IGN on most occasions. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, next up is uh, back to Neo. Uh, William is based on a real historical film figure. Uh, William Adams is called by some to be the first foreigner to become a samurai. He is uh, definitely the first of his nation, England, to come to Japan. He even has a statue in Japan. 
the cat clock is also true is based on a superstition that you can tell what time of the day it is by looking into a cat's eyes so if you want a history lessons with your Soulsborns. Soulsborns go to Neo. <laughs> oh, that is interesting. I love Japanese mythology. They yes. have some crazy ass stories. I know. It's always so good. It's so good. <laughs> that was the strangest scene ever, too. It looks at the cat. It's almost dawn. It's like. <laughs> and then he shoves the cat back into his robe. <laughs> right into the robe, too. It's like, what? <laughs> So many questions. So many questions. I'm like, okay, so we should try this. We should stare into the kitten's eyes and see what we see. I will predict that we will see uh, the rising tides and maybe a volcano going off. Mm. Yeah, I don't know about telling time when you look into fortune's eyes, but uh, <laughs> we got a couple of other options, so you yep. never know. We might be able to figure this out. Mm, the end of days, perhaps. Mm. Anyway, next bullet point. Uh, your almost review of Azure Revolution was even sadder than expected, so they woke up Valkyria Chronicles just to kill it. Welcome to 2017. Welcome to 2017. I know. It, it's it's definitely sad. Like, I've said it before in my read. I don't really need to go over it again. It's just, it plays like, and plays and reads like a fan fiction. That's like, you know, the person couldn't write their own story. Yeah. So they're like, oh, but I really like Valkyria Chronicles. So I want to, you know, I want to use the Valkyria, and then I want to use uh, the uh, Rag... Is it Ragnite? Ragnite? I was about mm. to say Ragnarok, but I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> it was Ragnite. Um, and, and they used a couple other, like, oh, the continent of Europa, but I want to make my own empire. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just, it, it's just not good all the way around. And then you look at the janky animations. And oh, the, yeah, those are bad. And Those the, are so bad. And that's when they are animated. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it comes off as just all around not that well done. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, anime time? Anime time. All right. When Mill said uh, anime and jumping the shark, I was thinking, he's not going to say Kato. The right answer, is he? <laughs> if you want to try a CG anime this season, I re uh, recommend checking out Land of the Lustrious. I want to. Yeah, it's a we'll get there in a second. It's allegedly <laughs> CG. I say allegedly because the CG is so good that it's unbelievable. It's, in, it's on Amazon's Anime Strike. Uh, if you already have Amazon Prime, it's no sweat uh, to sign up. Speaking of that, I remember that Kaz lamented that some of some anime available in the U.S. Crunchyroll was not available in her region. It is the same problem with Anime Strike. Is that the same? Is that the same? I have no idea. Honestly. I don't know. Uh, I would assume that would have no restrictions. All right. First and foremost, we do not have Amazon Prime. Nope. Which is why we also don't have Anime Strike. Because if it was just $5 a month, which is what Anime Strike is, mm -hmm. we would probably already have Anime Strike. Yep. Therein lies the problem. We don't have Amazon Prime. I don't use Amazon nearly enough to justify it. Yeah, I know. It's like we, Between the two of us, we might spend maybe we might buy like half a dozen things a year on if amazon that. so it's like ooh, two you know free two-day shipping it's great but i don't buy that much stuff online you know i do every once and again but it's never on amazon mm -hmm. so you know it's unfortunate as far as uh, land of the lustrous that is uh another show that i would love to see along with uh girls last tours another one mm. and uh cabinary of the iron fortress is another one and uh maiden abyss, maiden abyss is a big one that yep. i really would like to see uh, again, you know, just do I want to spend $105 just to see six shows? That's it. And therein lies the problem, you know, unfortunately. And there's the other thing. It's not even the fact that you spend all that money to get the access to the service and then, oh, here's our broadcast dub versions of these shows. They're not. They're just subtitled, just like Crunchyroll. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> you know, it just. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they wonder why the pirate industry is thriving. I know, right? Big mystery. Big mystery, unfortunately. 
he keeps up with every season and follows all right. I would say his top five so far are, uh, how would you pronounce that? In you. In you, uh, Shiki. Shiki? I'm. This is the only one of this list that I've never uh, actually heard anyone talk about. In you, Shiki. I have to look I into remember, that. I I think I saw a trailer for it, but I haven't heard anyone actually talking about yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He leaves a description here. It says, "Old guy dies and is remade into a killing machine. In the same accident, a teenager is remade. One hero is." Uh, one is a hero and the other is dot dot dot. I was like, okay, yeah, I've never remember, heard that one. I remember I saw, I think it might have been one of our Cardis videos, or maybe one of Gigax, where they showed clips of it, where it's the old guy who like comes apart and he's like a cyborg thing. Oh, is that what that I is? I think that's the one. Yeah, I can't remember. I think that is the I'm one. I'm gonna have to look into this one. That's the only one of these five that I've never mm-hmm. actually. I'm not familiar with offhand. Yeah, the I other... think that's the same one where the old guy kind of like starts coming all apart and he's like all mechanical and stuff inside. I don't know. It does look interesting. I do uh, want to check that one out. But yeah, Junie Tyson. Junie Tyson. I definitely want to check yeah, this yeah, one yeah. out. Yeah, that looks interesting. Um, Ancient Magus's Bride. Oh yeah, another good one. <laughs> That's going to be on the top of the list as mm-hmm. soon as the broadcast dub of that is finished on uh, Funimation. That is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Recovery of an MMO Junkie. I'm into. Uh, I'm you a- told me about that one. Yeah, I this actually one looks heard like about this one. This one looks like it's shaping up to be really good. Yeah. Uh, and the other one that I have, those like Ancient Magusberg and, and Recovery are going to happen. Junie Tyson's probably also going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the third, the final one here though, Garo Vanishing Line. Uh, I'm not familiar with that I'm, one. I'm not. I have to refresh myself. I've heard like mixed things about Garo, but yeah. Well, I said the second Garo was weak. Apparently, this is the third one. Okay, that would explain uh, a lot. I'm glad that Garo is back up to snuff because the second Garo was weak. This Garo takes place in the present day. Yada yada. Hey, yeah, I've not heard about that series, so yeah, same I know here. Nothing about it. Yeah, this this season's really good though. It and is. Not only that, the one so thing good. he didn't even mention here, which shockingly enough, is mm. Kino's journey. Kino's journey, yes. I'm so jazzed that that's back. <laughs> I have to, I'm definitely checking that out as mm-hmm. well. I don't know if you will or not. Yeah, I can give it a try. Why not? I know. I, the only problem is that I have no idea. You know what the jive with you know the new season like i could be horribly disappointed <laughs> yeah. because the uh the original kino's journey albeit his like very badly dated is exceptionally good mm. definitely one of my favorite shows you know yeah looking yeah. back uh my final and most important point if you had to order a pizza right now would you call the local pizzeria or would you call a chain restaurant in our case it's kind of both <laughs> since the one we usually go to is a chain restaurant yeah which is Pizza Hut. It's Pizza Hut literally is what, like four minutes down the road? It is. <laughs> like if we wanted to go to a like a pizzeria, the closest thing to a pizzeria would be about 15 minutes away off of, uh, uh, it's off of 19. Yeah. And around the corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go there every once in a while. We don't go there that yeah, often, though. Yeah, yeah. Is that the one that has the buffalo chicken that I really like? No. Or am I thinking that's about that That's right. There's two Yeah, then. there's two then. then I was thinking the, of the uh, other one on 9. What is the name of that one? It's Giovanni's. Like, no, oh, Giovanni's is the one you think. What's the one I'm thinking of as the buffalo chicken? I can't remember. It's honestly. like uh, Amore's or something like that. I honestly Amano, can't remember. Amore's, something like that. They have amazing buffalo chicken pizza, though. Holy shit. It's so good. But, uh, yeah, normally we just go to Pizza Hut, though, so. Yeah, and that's the thing. We like Pizza Hut. Mm-hmm. We do like the pizza slut. Yes. Uh, Especially now that they have extra crust flavors that we never knew about. Oh yeah, it's order. Uh, go to their website and try to order pizza online. There's all kinds of weird crust flavorings and what have you. There are different things you can do on the on the digital ordering app they have mm-hmm. on their website. Never knew it was possible. 
really good. Like really we, good. We got we got we got two mediums and one had the parmesan crust and the other one had like a cheddar crust and we couldn't tell which one was which. I think the cheddar one was the one that tasted exactly like cheeses. <laughs> <laughs> which is great. <laughs> it was so good. That really was good though. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the ease mail. Yep. Good stuff. I always love hearing from your Atari. We send yes. us great emails. Most certainly. Uh, I'd like to hear from more people, though. I know, right? <laughs> Believe it or not, it's not just Yotaro that can uh, that email in. I know. He's just the only one who seems to know that he can. Hmm. But enough about that. We Should we get to uh, the news? News. Alrighty, then. You are all kinds <laughs> of charged up right is now. Is this bottling ginger ale? I swear to God, My it's like goodness, excessively like carbonated. <laughs> carbonated? <laughs> carbonated, I said. <laughs> it's got some extra kick to it, I. It's like this one bottle. Like Every single time I go to take a drink, one brews up. And I gotta hold it in until I'm We break. just got the episode name right there. <laughs> Excessively carbonated. <laughs> uh, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. I might even keep that in, too, just for that exact reason. Or don't, and then just leave people wondering. No. You know, <laughs> news? News. News. <laughs> All right. We're professionals. Mm. <laughs> Not really. Professionally amateur. There we go. That's more accurate. <laughs> Although that's a pretty good name too, professionally <laughs> amateur. I like that. I'm gonna have to remember that one. Write that down real quick. Mm, yes. <laughs> that's another good one. In the meantime, you want to go over the saddest news of the uh, century. EA is acquiring Respawn Entertainment for more than four hundred million U.S. dollars. Well, so much for that. <laughs> You'd think people would learn by now. You would think. Apparently, it's a four hundred and fifty. M- dollar uh, million dollar deal yeah well they, they say that but then when you read into it it's like it's like 150 million dollars now and then 164 million long term all right okay. plus a certain amount of stock so it's not quite a, like a straight cash deal it, okay, which is usually okay. the case for uh, yeah, acquis- yeah. acquisitions of this size you would think that they wouldn't bother though because why spend that much money when you're just going to shut them down in five years <laughs> exactly what the hell it's like respawn entertainment was made from people that were forced out of uh, it was uh, Infinity Ward yep. with the whole Activision debacle with remember that made huge news when mm-hmm. uh, like that was like the first big like landmark event newsworthy thing that was big breaking over social media yeah when Vince Sampella and uh, mm-hmm. the other guy I forget the other guy's name it's I'm blanking on his name but I they, don't remember yeah they they got forced out it was like oh there's big stir everyone went to social media and everyone's trying mm-hmm. to f- confirm what the hell was going on yeah yeah and everyone was being like updated from it in real time and it was like. It's very bizarre how they were forced out with security guards and all this, and so and and then they made like a couple of weeks later, like oh, respawn entertainment. It's like yep, and now they want to be bought by EA. Yep. Yeah, Fanto says it's all about the Benjamins. <laughs> tell tell that to them in like five years. Oh, Titan. five maybe six. I'll give them. Yeah, no so more than that. That's okay. That uh, they're not the first. They're not the head of the line for the chopping block. That nope. would be yeah, uh, Bioware. Bioware. Yep. Uh, but they're definitely on the chopping block. They're, they're in, in the, the waiting line. room. They're in the waiting room. <laughs> Why anybody at this point in time would be happy to be acquired by EA is beyond me. <laughs> uh, no, I know. I don't understand it. 
It's like companies look at everything else that's going on. And it's like, oh, that happens to other people. That's not going to happen to us. And it's like, and no. furthermore, it's not even. Let's say, let's say that their studio is special. Let's go on this limb of what ifs that will never happen. But okay. let's say their studio is special. Okay. And they don't actually get closed down. Okay. Do you want your next game to be multiplayer only, loot box, box focused? Loot, yep. <laughs> that's gonna be it. Let's, let's go down to that route, okay? You know, it's like, uh -huh. see, let's stop and think about it. I know. Your, your, your next game is going to be Titanfall 3 is now going to be the loot box payday edition. Mm. And, the you know, online only, massively multiplayer, RPG, you know, the whole nine yards. Yep. You know, genre vomit <laughs> that they seem to always want to be. And that they're never any as good as any individually focused game in those categories. Mm -hmm. And then it's just going to be like loot boxes left, right, and center. You can't advance without doing it, or you'd have to spend 4,000 hours. Yep. No one's going to want to. And when, and then when your game doesn't sell Call of Duty numbers, you know, spend, you know, make a billion dollars in the first 10 minutes of its announcement, not even, you know, eight months out from launch. Yeah. Then, oh, well, it's very disappointing. We're going to have to shut you down. Yep. <laughs> I know. I don't see the logic in it. Yeah. And Fanto said right here, it's like, we'll get into this later because we actually, there's actually more um, on this line as well later on for, we're going to do a little bit, but the, uh, uh, he says, I still think Blizzard has the right idea when it comes to loot boxes. And that's, that's what I think. Out of all the people that are now hating, and we'll get back to this in a, in a mm -hmm. little bit later, but yeah. uh, out of all the people that are suddenly, all of a sudden hating on loot boxes, Blizzard has stayed relatively clean with it. Yeah, surprisingly. They're the first ones that really got it started, and then a lot of other people, you know, saw it and was like, whoo, we can make money with this, and then you know, they ramped it up to the <laughs> exactly. nth degree and wound it out to its logical yeah. possible conclusion, and then now everyone hates loot boxes. Like, And it happened really fast. It was like it a happened month. really, really It was like a quickly. month all of a sudden. Everyone's suddenly yep. very sour on it. Yep. But we'll get back to that in a bit. But, yeah. EA requiring uh, like yeah respawns on the block. Oh yeah, they're in the waiting room. Mm, they're warming up. And other, uh, one other thing I'll say about loot boxes before we go on: if you don't like them, then don't you know spend any money on them whatsoever. It's about the only way they're going to go away. Mm. But therein lies the problem: is that I've also seen, and again, I'm, we're going to retread this later on. But the the part of the problem with loot boxes making as much money as they are right now is because how many parents are letting little Johnny have the credit card and go here, sit in front of the electronic babysitter. Oh, I have no sympathy for that. There's no excuse for it. <laughs> but yeah, 2017, here we are. Mm, yes. Moving on. Moving on. By the way, we don't really have, uh, I didn't really separate anything. I didn't really uh, order anything in any specific way. It's just, we got what, like, 10, 12 tabs here, and then we're just all going in order of whatever they pop up as. Uh, the next one is from Kaz. Uh, UK ISPs will automatically pay customers back when connections go down under new rules. That is really good. I know Kaz was really happy about this one. Yeah. So under new proposal, uh, ISPs would be required to give customers automatic compensation for loss of connection, slow repairs, missed engineering appointments, and now it's uh, several major ISPs, including BT, Sky, Virgin Media, and TalkTalk, Talk, have agreed to be part of this new scheme. Which is good. That is really good. It's uh eight pound credit per day uh until it is fixed. If a service goes down for longer than two uh, working two days. Two working days, yeah. yeah. Which that would take them longer to get there than two working days. Is I it know, really right? that bad? <laughs> I don't know. That's good though. I think I I'd kind of wish that something like that would be over here in the U.S. as well. Mm, that'd be great. You know, so there's some good news. Mm. I know Kaz was really happy about that. Oh yeah, one. she was so happy about that. 
Uh, you want to take this while I uh, I need to get a drink. My voice is failing me suddenly. <laughs> All right. So uh, you know that whole thing about Blizzard always saying like, oh, we can never go back to vanilla WoW. It's just not possible. All that. Yeah, I remember those. Yeah. Well, apparently it uh, it's going to be possible now. They have found a way to do it, apparently. So let's see. Da, 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 da. So this was another one from Cass that I didn't actually like fully read at the time, but she was also really happy about this. Okay, so but moments ago during the opening ceremonies of BlizzCon 2017. Okay, it was announced. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, Vice President and Executive Producer J. Allen Brack announced it. Yeah, this is a super, super long article. Oh, wow, that is long. It was that way longer than I was really, expecting. really, really long, yeah. So, but long story short, long story it's coming short, back. Vanilla WoW is going to be coming back in some Any time from, timeline? I didn't hear, I, I didn't read know. into that. Again, this was another one that Kaz was super jazzed up about, but I didn't uh, look That is one it. game that I've never really gotten into. I haven't, no. Like, I've seen so many people getting into it, and I guess they're like, eh, okay. Which is weird, because you think the way I got into Skyrim, and the way I like Skyrim, you think I, I would know, be a shoe in for World of Warcraft as well, but I just never really got into it. Never no, really... I never got into it. Uh... This new solution is challenging, but Brack says that the team has made a breakthrough. Uh, they said they're going to have to set up separate servers for it. Which would make sense. Yeah. Uh, we think we have a way to run classic servers on the modern technical infrastructure. The infrastructure is how we spin up uh, instances, instances and continents. continents, how the database works. Yeah, this is a really, really long article. Long story short, Vanilla Wow is coming back in some fashion. Yeah. So that's going to make I'm a lot of people yeah, really happy. You know what? Honestly, I think a lot of the people are going to be mixed on this one. So there's going to be some people that are going to be happy, but a lot of people are going to be pissed that they uh, that the, uh, what the hell is it called? The Nostralis server? Yeah. Is that the name of it? I think it was. The, I remember they're that gonna, one. A lot of people are going to be salty that the, that got taken down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think, I think it's going to be not as big of a response as you'd think. Mm-hmm. That would be but, my... Yeah, that is, uh, you know, at least they're trying to bring it back. So that's been something that's been going on for years, people wanting Vanilla WoW back. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with it. Yeah, it's definitely mm. always a good thing. Uh, moving on. Uh, ooh, EA's untitled new action game has features no one's ever seen before. Uh-huh. I threw this one in just because okay. I find this hilarious. Okay, guess, so... Loot boxes. <laughs> I haven't gotten that far yet. Uh... <laughs> Okay, so while discussing in-game economies and sub- subscription-based monetization <laughs> in a gameindustry.biz interview, I Electronic that's the Arts first thing that comes up. Electronic Arts CFO Blake Jorgensen found time, or is it Jorgensen? Jorgensen, I it's think. It's probably Jorgensen. Yeah. Found time to touch upon the forthcoming action game being developed by Jade Raymond's team at EA Motive. Oh, we know uh, what their motive is. <laughs> Uh, quote, we have a team in Montreal that is building a brand new action franchise that will probably be our, for our fiscal year 2021. Then that why also, are you talking about it? That, that also <laughs> looks fantastic and very exciting. A new game with a lot of interesting gameplay that I don't think anyone's seen before. So you have no idea then, <laughs> is what you're saying. Uh, this is the for you know yada yada okay so but here's the way I read into this is it's so funny that first off your point why are they talking about it, it doesn't even have a name yet but then at the back of my the funniest thing about this particular article is that while they're saying this in between these two paragraphs there's a video about EA refocusing Amy Henning Star Wars game from Visceral <laughs> being shut down yeah yeah that's the video they put in between <laughs> these two paragraphs and then I think to myself well gee I wonder how Jade Raymond feels about her 
action game being developed at EA Motive now. <laughs> that Amy Henning's Star Wars game got, you know, refocused. Mm, I know, right? Just, you know, kind of funny. They're already talking about 2021. I'm thinking, okay, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. Mm. Being EA. I don't know. EA Motive, you never know. That could be ahead of uh, Respawn on the chopping block. <laughs> uh, fantastic and very exciting. So you have no idea then. Is what a new saying. and interesting way is it is it is it multiplayer loot box action? Mm. Is it one of those things where you can only open the loot box if you have two people buy the same loot box at the same time, and then you have to have like some kind of duel in order to I know right? get the <laughs> item inside before you even know what it is? is I'll that... get ready for it. It's coming. <laughs> I might be joking, but that's probably what it is. Yep. Unfortunately, it's very sad too. And, <laughs> it is really and sad. And again, the electronic babysitter with little Johnny. Mm -hmm. Someone's gonna buy him. Oh yeah. I don't think there's much else to say about that other than the fact that I totally forgot that Jade Raymond is working with EA as well, which is just like, <laughs> how depressing is that? That is really depressing. Yep. What are you going to do? Mm. You're going to be sad. That's what we're going to be. Yep. Call of Duty World War II ded dedicated servers return. Yeah, so Sledgehammer Games has announced that dedicated servers have been reinstated on uh, World War II's PC, PS4, and Xbox One versions. Responding to recent technical issues identified that last Friday's game update, whilst improving the game's overall stability, adversely affected server performance, forcing a switch to P2P servers, which could affect could lead to worse in-game performance. Yeah, oh, yeah, dear. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. You know, but herein lies uh, my question is, did they not test the patch ahead of time? Nope, apparently not. And apparently there's more issues, which I know, shocking, there's issues in a Call of Duty game. Mm. Actually, I think a lot of people do like World War II, though. Everyone, I think it's a lot more positive than, uh, All right. than the previous years. I don't think I've entries. ever once played a Call of Duty game, so I don't know. I think you might have, like, poked in... I I think we might have played like side by side multiplayer or something like that. Maybe I don't remember. Yeah, it's not a lot though. Mm. But yeah, there's that. My question would be, why didn't they just stick with dedicated servers from the beginning? I know, right? Isn't that what everybody always asks for? Mm. Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, Sledgehammer Games, Call of Duty World War Two. Though, like I said, it seems to be more positively received this year than in previous years, mm -hmm. which previous year was infinity ward was it i believe so or was yes. it treyarch i can't honestly... i think it was treyarch actually i don't remember i can't honestly remember i know the infinity ward one was not well received. no that one was not well received at all yeah anyway moving on the uh okay here's a this one's gonna be funny oh god YouTube uh is stating that uh, nintendo can do better for its content creators hmm so, yeah, YouTube's uh, head of gaming, Ryan Wyatt, explained in an interview with Polygon that the two companies are in constant talks on how to improve things for publishers and content creators on YouTube. Quote, they're spending a lot of time looking at how to engage their creation community and how to handle monetization. <laughs> I, I read that as they're trying to get Nintendo to allow monetization in any way, shape, or form. Yep. Because <laughs> as anyone knows, Nintendo is Nintendo. Nintendo is Nintendo. Nintendo are not with the times. Most certainly not. Do you imagine how big Super Mario Maker would be if they would just allow it? Oh, God, it? I know. A lot of people have refrained from streaming and promoting Nintendo games because of the Nintendo's policies. Mm -hmm. The amount of people that would uh, be showcasing Super Mario Maker would be off the charts. Yeah. That would be another like Minecraft scenario on <laughs> YouTube where the, the videos on that would blow up. 
And you'd think something like that game in particular, it wouldn't be as big of a deal because it's all user-generated content. I know, right? But then again, that's just me thinking. Mm. Moving on, anything else you need to add to that? Not really. All right, so Vivendi has ruled out a hostile takeover of Ubisoft for the next six months after the release of third quarter earning reports. Oh, boy. Uh, Reuters reports that Vivendi has made the decision due to its third quarter earnings before interest, tax, and amortization came in at uh, 293 million euros rather than a projected 324 million euros. Ubisoft, on the other hand, is up 96% since January and has been beaten sales targets and targets for a recorded high for the company. So that's actually good. Mm. So Ubisoft has at least pushed it off for another six months, which you know Vivendi's trying. Oh, they are. Absolutely. Which is uh, concerning. <laughs> yeah. Even even for Ubisoft. Like we've been had this discussion before. It's, you know, yes, Ubisoft games definitely need more polish in the bug fix department. Mm. But uh, all the same, and you can also cr- criticize them for having the same games, you know, over and over and over yeah, again, the yeah. same, which is what I'm afraid of for Far Cry 5, is that it's mm-hmm. just going to be the same song and dance we've seen and played before. Yeah. But still all the same, you do not want them to be, you know, uh, swallowed up by a bigger company. It's not going to be good for the industry. Mm-hmm. Anything else you need to add to that? Not really. We're running through the news pretty quick here. Yeah, we are. Uh, Stardew Valley dev shares update on multiplayer progress. Oh, nice. Progre- uh, testing multiplayer, it's coming along great. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a uh, concerned ape is the one who does Stardew. Hmm. And you got a picture here, put it out, and multiple houses on the same plot of land we're all familiar oh, with. that's so cool. I like that. Multiple characters as well, so. Oh, that's going to be so cool when it happens. Does Kaz have Stardew Valley? Yes. Okay, the, the, all the three, when this comes out, the three of us have got to start up again. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We have to test that out. That'd be so good. Definitely. Yeah, I actually haven't played Starter in quite some time, so getting back into it would be really fun. I think. I think it's yes, the same here. Because mm-hmm. I remember when that game first came out, like I played the shit out of that game. Like I played that game for like a week and a half straight, just like all day, every day. <laughs> yeah, I did the same thing. It was um. It was so good. What was the name of that cave in the uh off the desert? Was it the Skull Cave? Oh, Skull Cave. Yes, yes. You know, I had you do uh, uh commentary with me on my video on that. I remember uh, that. The, that was fun. The, how what did I call it? The ladder rush or Skull Cave rush or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. I forget what it was, but it's where you get you, you build ladders. And you build a shitload of ladders, and then you just slap them down and get down as low as you can, as fast as you can, and then. Yep. You go straight to the point where you pass out with bombs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Skull Cave Bomb Rush. That's what it is. Yep. I saw people do that, and it, it goes by really fast. Like, that's an intense thing to do. So it'll be interesting to try that again, which I haven't gotten back in the Stardew in forever. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't touched it in so long. I think the last time I started up a game was when they first added the uh, the different themes for the starting area. Or, like, you can do the basic one. They can do, like, a heavily wooded one or, yeah, like, yeah. a rock one. Or I don't like know why you would want to do one. a heavily wooded one because, wow. I know. There's a lot of wood already there. But, yeah, and then there was, like, the uh, the rock theme. Then there was, like, the, uh, the, the lake ones. Yeah, the islands. And there was the nighttime one. And then there was another one, I think. Like, they had a whole bunch of different starting areas. But I think that's the last time I actually booted it up, and I didn't really get that far on that save. Mm. But, I uh, haven't even I, – I never even got to that update. Yeah. I don't think. So definitely would be uh, interesting to see. We're definitely looking forward to it. Oh, absolutely. It's between Stardew Valley and uh, Factorio as to who gets to their next update. <laughs> Factorio, we're looking forward to uh, point sixteen. Yeah. I think everyone's looking forward to that at this point. Mm, most certainly. 
Anyway, uh, moving on. GameStop has suspended their PowerPass used game rental service. Have you heard about this? I haven't, no. Okay, so GameStop had a great idea. Oh, God. So for $60 over the next six months, then uh, PowerPass subscription service based on... Uh, so th- what happened was that you'd pay $60. Six months, you can go to the store and rent any used game they had there and then play it for as long as you wanted, bring it back, trade it in for another used game, yada, yada. And then in that six-month period, you then could choose one of those to keep. Oh, okay. So what do you think of this? Um, It's an extremely basic and a very quick yeah, overview of it. Interesting. It's interesting. I don't know why you would want that since we already have Gamefly. But. Mm, very much so. <laughs> uh, the video game retailer provided IGN with the following statement. We have elected to temporarily pause the rollout of the new PowerPass subscription service based on a few program limitations we have identified. We feel this is the right thing to do for now to ensure we are able to provide our guests with an exceptional service. Or if we were just keeping the games or something. Well, here lies the problem <laughs> is that when you think about it, when you know, how many like people could just trade the games you know, in and back and then not buy them? But again, how many games do they go through in a six-month period without with only $60? They probably looked at the money and were like, oh, this isn't adding up. <laughs> that would be my guess. Yeah. According to Kotaku, two GameStop employees told the outlet that the retailer has informed staff that all signs about the Power Pass program should be pulled down. Oh, boy. Employees speculate the new rental service was suspended because the company's outdated computer system isn't cap- capable of handling the new program. That That's interesting as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Power Pass is an unlimited used game rental service. That, for $60, lets subscribers rent used game, return it, and rent another one, uh, another title as often as they'd like over a six-month period. Once the six-month period is up, the customer will be able to select one of those games that they rented to keep. Yeah, that's interesting. Interesting idea. Mm. Again, it's it's gamefly is what it's they're trying to do. Gamefly is what they're trying yeah. to do, yeah. It's a thing that has been temporarily paused. I honestly don't think it's because of the computer system. I don't they think were probably so, looking no. at the financial I don't know how widespread the program was though. I don't know. They didn't say. We'll have to wait and see how it goes, but I would imagine it's probably done. Mm. Uh moving on. Uh, EA to reduce Star Wars Battlefront 2 hero costs by 75%. (laughs) In response to fan feedback from Play First Trial, Electronic Arts has announced that it will reduce the amount of credits required to unlock top-tier heroes in Star Wars Battlefront 2 by 75%. Luke yeah, Skywalker. Fan feedback. I'm sure that was some interesting <laughs> feedback they got. <laughs> Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader will now be available for 15,000 credits. Emperor Palpatine, Chewbacca, and Leah Organa for 10,000 credits, and Aiden at 5,000 credits. Dice executive producer John Wozniak. Uh, wow, that is a hell of a name. Wozniak, something like that. Wozelzik. I don't know. I don't know. It's W-A-S-I-L-Z-Y-K. That is a Said in a post on EA's official site. Yeah. (laughs) The fan feed. This made me laugh. Oh, we got fan Fan feedback. feedback. (laughs) That reminds me of uh, the other night I was telling you how a couple days ago Vale gave me a link to a, uh, a Reddit page where some poor, you know, guy from EA was trying to promote something and then they got like 400 downvotes in like the course of like a couple hours and it was like, "Oh god." And it was like, "Oh, we appreciate your feedback." And it's like, "Oh yeah, I sure they looked at that and we're just like, "Uh." Yeah. Oh god. All kinds of good times there. All kinds of fun stuff. Yeah, fan feedback. That made me laugh cuz I'm thinking, "Oh <laughs> <That's> yeah." So <laughs> oh, I'm sure they got feedback, all right. Mm, most certainly. 
moving on, uh, Ubisoft has announced that. Uh, uh, where's the quote? I need to find the quote. Okay. Ubisoft just held its earnings call for the first half of 2017. During this, the publisher noted that player reoccurring investment, microtransactions, revenue has risen by 83%. The recurring investment category includes things like DLC, season passes, digital items. Uh, in all, these purchases generated 174.5 million euros in the first half of the year, overtaking digital game sales, which contributed 168 million, uh, million, million euros in revenue. Oh, boy. So microtransaction revenue has surpre- surpassed digital game sales. Yeah. Oh, and going back to what we were just talking about for a second, according to Fanto, what I was just talking about that Reddit post was the most downvoted Reddit post in history. That's amazing. That is amazing. I know nothing about Reddit. I don't know that that's a lot or not, but apparently it's the most downvoted post in history. It was like minus 477 when I looked at it or something. Oh, read the next line. Uh, according to the Podquisition, the Kimquisition podcast, they disabled downvoting for the EA Reddit AMA. Oh, my God. That's amazing. That's so good. Yeah. Yep. Like, I feel bad for the poor, like, probably, like, intern or something that had yeah. to deal with that. Because <laughs> you know they pawned that off on some intern. Oh, God, yes. And they probably blamed them when it all went south. Mm, most certainly. So, yeah, uh... And then the last story, this one and the next one are kind of all in the same idea because we're leading into the form here in a minute. Yep. But uh, yeah, so yeah, the whole thing with Ubisoft. Oh, microtransactions are getting us so much money now. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, and here's the last tab of news. Take two confirms plans to include microtransactions in all games going forward. Oh God, here we go. <clears throat> it looks like the success of titles like NBA 2K and Grand Theft Auto 5 has resulted in some core business changes over at Take Two Interactive. <laughs> During the publisher's most recent earnings call, its CEO confirmed plans to bring microtransactions to all games going forward. This may not arrive in the form of multiplayer online component as we saw in Grand Theft Auto 5, but an increase, increased push for additional spending beyond the initial game purchases will be present. Yep. I've said for years how people need to stop spending money on this thing or it'll become a thing. Yep. It's, it's become it, a thing. It's become a thing. <laughs> it's kind of leading into the form where we're going to be going over in a set. We're going over a form, but then the replacement is something to the effect of more specifically loot boxes. Loot boxes. Yeah. We can include microtransactions as yeah. well. All it's kind of all in the same vein. Yeah, pretty much. Should we get to the wording of that now or wait till after the form? Uh, either or. If you need some more time to try to figure it out. Yeah, well, you know, wording is always. Yep. We'll go to the forums and then we'll figure it out after the fact. Okay. All right, so off to the forums. All righty then. So, forums. This is the VG Vaults 289 discussion forum topic, favorite OTP. Well, you guys requested the forms to keep rolling in, so here we go. What is your favorite romantic relationship, or OTP, if you will, between two video game characters and why? First in is Vic Minato. Minato, yeah, Vic, Vic Minato. Minato. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, the video games for me are pretty sparse for their romantic relationships because I can get invested in. Uh, what's there tends to clash with what I care about, or there isn't enough there without making up a bunch of stuff. If I had to name it, it would be from when I was in high school, not so much now. There would be Marta and Emil from Tales of Symphonia, Dawn of the New World. 
Uh, I think I had time to make an impression because it was the typical length of a JRPG, coupled with a lot of voice work to reinforce it. It was also predisposed to liking it because I can empathize with a more sensitive and introverted protagonist, like Emil to do. Uh, like Emil do, it's nice to see him find happiness while becoming more assertive. Looking back now, I struggle to call it that great because it was the characters and the relationship lacked more depth. Uh, the kissing was quite sweet, I'll admit. <laughs> it's not the, it's tuh. No. I found out how to delete that, and I'm so tempted to do it without telling anybody. <laughs> see, Just to see we... if anyone would actually say something about it. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, I looked through the settings on this forum. I found out how to get rid of that. Nice. I am so Whose decision was it, it to make it that way? Was that I Oracle? don't know. There's actually an entire huge list of stuff that gets changed, though. But that's the one at the very bottom. I'm just like, I wonder if anyone would actually say anything to me about it if I just deleted it. Because <laughs> it would probably show would up anybody... in the logs that it was oh, me. That's right. Yeah, it would show up in the logs. <laughs> I was like, I'm so tempted. Yeah. <laughs> so tempted to just get rid of that. I don't think anyone would notice because that would involve someone to actually be on the forums to notice. That is true. That's <laughs> on there. I said do it anyway. <laughs> I just might. <laughs> Like, I just might, and I won't say anything about it. I'll wait and see if somebody actually says something to me about it. <laughs> but that would also involve them emailing you. Exactly. <laughs> so I think there would be no consequence to that. <laughs> that would be the funniest part. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Uh, Yotaro Vegeta comes in with Persona 4's Naoto and Kanji were the first who came to mind. I wish they had to balls to delve into some kind of trans issues with these two, but as it was, it was a cute relationship. Oh, yeah, that's right. My runner-up was going to be Chise in a beef bowl. Chie in a beef bowl. <laughs> oh, Chie. Chie. Uh, so funny. He he wrote it Chise. Chise, nice. Which is Chise is the protagonist for uh, Ancient Magus Bride. Yeah. It's Chie. Chie, no S. But yeah, that was so funny. That I made did, me laugh when I, I saw that. I did read it right, though. Yes, he did. It's Chie. Yeah. Chie in a beef bowl. Mm, that is definitely a good <laughs> match as well. Yep. Next thing was uh, Rampant AI. Not many memorable games I played with there are any romances, unless it's the nameless PC and some companion NPC. But I think I'm going to mention the old school and wacky one, uh, Guybrush Threeport and Elaine Marley from the Monkey Island series. Wow, that is a series I haven't thought about in forever. It is. Uh, so moving on, Zaldera comes in with Geralt and Yennefer from To Witcher 3. I know some fans are really strong against this, and I would prefer Geralt pair off with Triss, but as someone who has only entertained the series from the third game, the relationship with Triss felt like a last-minute tacked-on distraction, so Geralt and Yen it is. <laughs> that whole Teh thing really is distracting. I know, right? I'm trying to read the, and it's coming out with Teh. I know. Again, I can fix it. <laughs> <laughs> And I just might, without saying a word to anyone. You already said a word, so. I know. Well, I mean, that would require higher-ups listening to our show. <laughs> and also getting, what, like an hour in? Exactly. <laughs> like, these guys I can trust with this. They're on board with it. <laughs> oh, God. Finishing us off is Valerith, uh, Mace, and Sodina from Thousand Arms because they seem made for each other. Uh, that is cute. Mm. And uh, I do like uh, Kanji and Nato would be my... One as well, because they were just so perfect. I absolutely adore those two. All right, so there's that forum. Yep. Uh, next one, though, is going to be something to do with microtransactions and or loot boxes. Uh, in the last month or two, people have gone really sour on them. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think a lot of the reason is because EA got a hold of them. 
and uh, did the EA thing. Yeah. So I, I don't know how we're going to word it, though. It's something to do with... Uh... Oh, we have a last-minute forum entry from Fanto. Uh... Oh, wait, hold on a second. Let me refresh, see if it's actually there. We have a last-minute chat entry from Fanto. A chat entry. Uh, Yisha and the Baro from Mist 5. Never played any of the Mist games. Yeah, I know. I was, I've heard good things about them, though. Hmm. Yeah, we just never had the opportunity to play them. So, as you were. Yeah, the uh, the wording is always, and I guess the, the question is, is I'm not really sure where the specific of the question is going to be going for, but it's like, uh, is it too generic to say thoughts and opinions on, you know, the current state of loot boxes? Uh, might be, yeah. Uh... <clears throat> so, I don't know exactly how the question is, but that's basically the gist of it, is that what are your feelings on the predatory nature of microtransactions Ooh, I in like general? That, yeah, yeah cuz you got to know at this point in time, it's a predatory nature at this mm. point. Oh yeah. They're trying to milk the shit out of everyone's wallet. Mhm. Again, like I said, wording is always is uh an issue. Mm. We'll figure it out, we'll put that up. That'll be the next form we'll go over that probably sometime towards the end of December, I would imagine. Probably. Given how uh frequent we go over the forums. <laughs> It all depends on how many responses we get. Yep. As it was, this one uh, went for over a month, and we got five, so. Yeah. I don't think there's much else. Should we uh, head off to the review? Yep. Alrighty, then. It is time now for a review. Yes. All right, so I'm going to be doing a review of a game that I, it, again, we'll, we'll get into it, but it's it's going to be quick. This one's actually, just like my last review, is going to be fairly quick, and it's going to be, ex I'm going to explain that why right now. Uh, I'd like to think that we're at least honest mm -hmm. on this show. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, we tried it. We like it. You might disagree with the opinions we bring forth, but at least we don't try to fake anything. Mm-hmm. Or just take an opinion just for the sake of taking it. So I'd like to, it, at the very first before this, just like my last review, I haven't really put all that much time into it. Okay. Maybe three hours if you're lucky. And as such, if you think that disqualifies my review from being valid, okay, great. You know, in, in full disclosure as well, that's not the only thing that you should be taking into consideration is that the um, I have, let's call it history, with the lead, uh, uh, the head of the studio. Yeah. Of the game that I'm reviewing. <laughs> uh, Ian Bell, head of Slightly Mad Studios. We kind of had a little bit of a run-in on the forums, and he didn't like what I had to say, and I got banned. Yep. So if you think that also disqualifies my review, again, totally fair. Full disclosure, in advance, before I start talking about Project Cars 2. <laughs> I fired this game in, not really sure what to expect. Again, you, you know the history of this game. It was like the, they were still trying to patch and fix Project Cars 1, and the, they lied about the DLC, which is what got me, you know, what got me banned on the forum when I called him on his bullshit about, you know, it said, you know, works in all games mode, yada, and I'm like, so is this car going to work in single player? Oh, no, there's no plans to. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to support your game then. And then I got banned. Uh, that's the quick version. <laughs> uh, but then it's like the very, that was on a Saturday, and the very following Monday they announced that, oh, Project Cars 2 crowdfunding has begun. And I was like, what? Excuse me? That's like so bizarre. And uh, I wasn't the only one that brought flames up on that one. Like, the uh, the comments went on for uh, a long while. I wasn't the only one that was, A, getting banned from the forums. And I, like, that was rare. That was very common. And then, two, it was like a lot of people were calling bullshit on it. But I, I, said, I said right there and there, I said, I bought Project Cars 1. I gave them the chance. They blew their chance. I'm going to give Project Cars 2 a fair chance. I'm going to play it. I'm going to rent it and play it and see what I think of it. 
I put it in. I farted around with the menus a little bit, and then the next day I put it in again. I, you know, I played a couple of. Uh, I did a couple of, like test things where I did my own testing session and tried out a couple of different cars on a couple of different tracks, and it's an intriguing game. So everyone knows that I do like sim racers, and a lot of the sim racing genre, a lot of studios have really dropped the ball over the last several years. For one reason or another, it's like they can't seem to figure it all out and get the total package together. And it's a little bit strange in that Forza Motorsports has the best handling characteristics of any sim game that I've played on consoles in, in recent memory. But yet they're trying to simulate what exactly with no qualifying, no practice, none of this. And the races are what, like three, four laps each? It's like, eh? Like Horizon's probably the most fun racing, like simish racing, and that's more arcadey than anything else. With the, you know the hilarity of flying off into the woods and bouncing through the trees and <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny! It's hysterical. And then you know you got Gran Turismo, which how long does it take Polyphony to make a game? Is mm. it her? But you know, so it's like no matter what, somebody's a lot of these companies just seem to be missing the mark badly. So it's like I've wanted a, a competitor to come up to challenge the sim racing genre in the longest time. And I was really excited for Project Cars. And it's just, it was on the right track. It had qualifying. It had practice sessions. It, it You could adjust. There's a slider. You can adjust the length. You can go into a 24-hour endurance race and adjust it down so that the endurance race is a half an hour if you want. If you wanted two hours, you could do two hours. If you wanted to go the distance and do a real-time 24-hour endurance, you could do that. And, you know, it, it made a lot of sense. There's really good stuff. I'm like, okay, finally, this is... This is good, and then the handling in Project Cars 1 was actually pretty good. The graphics were eh, okay. They were definitely passable at the time. Uh, and it's just like, but then where it fell apart was the fact that it was so broken and, and just like there were so many bugs and glitches and weirdness that went through Project Cars 1. It was just like, and then the, the treatment of the Ian Bell, one of the leaders on the forums, and all his you know, little posse that followed and all the uh, admins on the forums kept banning people when people were bringing up concerns about why isn't this, that, and the other thing getting fixed? It's like, you don't ban people for that, but yet they were. And it just left a, a bad taste in everyone's mouth. And it's like I said, that's when all of a sudden they announced that we're going to crowdfund again for Project Cars 2. And I took that as a very interesting approach to this, to this whole scenario. I'm like, really? So here's the thing about Project Cars 2 that I'm just leaves me at a loss, is that it's almost an exact copy-paste of Project Cars 1, they put all the updates and fixes of Project Cars 1 in. The menu system, the a lot of the, you know, menus and, and, and music in the menus and a lot of the others, the structure, the campaign, and, the, and what have you, and the online modes and what have you. It's all pretty much the same as in Project Cars 1. Identical copy-paste with more cars and more tracks, and it's just like that's about really the only thing that, that it looks like they added like they added a lot of dirt tracks and a couple other things they've added more road courses and it's like okay but why wasn't this just like some sort of an expansion pack to the first game like that would make more sense if it was a $20 expansion like okay that still might be a bit much but it doesn't make much sense for it to be project cars too but it's just like that's not what leaves me at a loss though what leaves me at a loss though for being such a copy paste the physics in this game are horrendous now you know like so it is pretty oversimplified and as quickly as i can explain it in a car when you mash on the gas you accelerates the weight transfers to the rear of the tires slam on the brakes it transfers to the front you turn left the 
weight transfers to the outside of the car being the right-hand side, you know, so on and so forth. Now, over varying road conditions and different acceleration and braking and turning and all this, the weight transfer is like, okay, in Project Cars 1, it never was – like, that That game was so good in the handling and, and, and physics and what have you that it's like, okay – it was so good and so challenging that I, I convinced myself it was okay to buy a $300 wheel and a $400 – it was a $400 yeah, yeah. wheel and a $300 wheel stand to put it on yeah. just so that I could race with that level of precision. And you've played Project Cars 1 with mm-hmm. the wheel. Oh, it yeah. really works well. It does. It's, it's like kind of – it's like really immersive. Like the, the force feedback on that is really tight. Uh, and a lot of people are even complaining that some of their wheels were getting broken that the force feedback is so strong. <laughs> Which is one of the criticisms I brought against Project Cars 1 is that you pretty much need a, a degree in, uh, like, astrophysics to, in order to, like, some kind of weird uh, black hole science uh, to, in order to be able to figure out, you know, some kind of engineer to figure out how to adjust all the different sliders and bars and other things. And it's like it's the same problem there as well because you have to go out of the menu, out of the race in order to change the things, and you got to load it back in. And it's just like back and forth. It's just like, which is kind of frustrating. You can't really change it on the fly. What's so funny? I'm just laughing at the chat right now. <laughs> Finish off your drink every time Millennium complains that he got banned by Ian Bell. One sip every time you hear details. <laughs> mm, yes. The, uh, but it's like, so for this game, though, the physics is wonky and weird in that it's unpredictable. For being such a copy-paste from the original, I don't know where it went wrong, even. Yeah, that is weird. Because on this game, you go down into a corner. Sometimes the car hooks and drives through the corner. Sometimes it slides out. Sometimes it under. It's just like it's the the way the, the weight transfer on the car is like sometimes it'll just spin itself out for no reason. Or sometimes it'll even when you're going into a corner, you, all of a sudden your rear end will start hopping. Yeah, yeah, you'll, yeah. You'll, get, you'll get like rear end hop on the wheels. And <laughs> very bizarre yeah. to me. At midnight. <laughs> we have a kitten here that's disappeared. <laughs> He looks half asleep still. Yeah. Let's see if I can get him to settle. But yeah, it's just, it's very bizarre of a thing. The fact that they started up a whole nother crowdfunding campaign to come up with a whole new game when they just copy pasted what they had and just added a few things here and there, but yet somehow managed to screw up the handling mechanics. And it's not so much handling, it's physics. And I've noticed this about a lot of uh, sim racers over the years is that ever since Gran Turismo 3 A-Spec, Every like Gran Turismo four and on for you know, even though all different developers and what have you, they all seem to the only way they can get the handling to be quote more realistic is to make the cars more slippery. Slidey. I was just it, gonna say it's, it's the like, ice effect. The ice effect. That's yep. a weird way to put it. The yep. ice effect. It's like Gran Turismo three to four. Four is like way harder because it's like you're driving on black ice at all times. It's just like um, this is not how a car drives on a track. I've done this before. There's videos on my YouTube video, uh, YouTube channel about me doing it in Vegas for uh, Exotics Racing. Exotics Racing, racing yep. Th- those types of sports cars, when you're putting in that environment, they grip the road in such a way that you can feel that you have grip to the road. And the challenging thing is to keep your momentum up through the turns. If you overdrive the car into or out of or any combination thereof, then, of course, they're going to scrub speed and, lo- and you're not going to be as fixed. But they don't slide around on the road. It's not like you have... Uh, slicks on the on the cords of the tires where you're sliding around all the time. It's just I don't understand why this this concept of why well, they can't just have grip anymore. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I've seen it on a lot of the uh, the newer games how you just slide all over the place. It is very annoying. Mm. 
it's just, I know, like I said, it's just very bizarre as to how for something that is so copy-pasted from what they already have as to where they, as to went, where they went wrong with it. Yeah, It's completely insane to me. Yeah. And it just doesn't make any sense. And it's just like after testing several different cars and several different tracks, it's just like I can't get anything that's consistent. That's the thing that's bizarre is that sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. It's just, it's just really inconsistent and bizarre as to how what's what accrues to what and the other thing. And then on top of this, all of a sudden they have a new, there's a penalty system that they've added in. I don't know if they added in on project cars one, or if it's just new to this game, I couldn't tell you which one was which, but now there's a penalty system. If you violate the track boundaries in any way, shape or form whatsoever, you immediately get penalized for it. It's, oh God, I would be horrific at that. <laughs> it's, it's kind of bizarre to me. And I find it hilarious how this game is draconian for the track limits. Whereas right now in real day, modern F1, the track limits don't even mean jack shit. Like the, there's pictures of I've I follow a lot of people on Twitter and some of them are been are complain are complain about it every time there's a GP and and there's this guy during qualifying oh and you can see him completely off on the inside of the corner way off the track altogether, no penalty whatsoever. Yeah, it's just yeah. like okay, so like obviously both extremes are not that good. But at the same time, for it to be so draconian on a game that has unpredictable handling, do I really want to spend time playing it? Uh, not really, you know. It looks dated. It kind of looks just about the same as Project Cars 1 did. Again, with just it just kind of leaves you with a uh, setting. If you go on to any rev user reviews of the game, it's getting panned by yeah, users. Yeah. So I said initially that people will remember when you screw them oh, over yeah. the first time. They will remember, and they have, and it's just... A lot of people are not only the, they remember how they got screwed over in the past, but they're also seeing what they got here now. And it's just like, <laughs> what, yeah, what yeah. did you do to this? It's just kind of it's very depressing because mechanically speaking, it's the closest thing that I would like in a racing. If you could take the handling from like Forza's, uh, you know, Horizon, say Forza Horizon, maybe Forza three or four even. And you put that into this game. It would be amazing. Mm but that's not what we have. Yeah. It's just kind of depressing really overall. I would say I would give it a weak game fly, but again, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think uh, that about sums it up. <laughs> and that was my idea that I had earlier is that I was thinking to myself, I'm thinking since Gran Turismo three, a spec, there really hasn't been a racing game that has had handling that good. And yeah. it's like the, the, the handling in that game was spot on perfect. And I thought to myself, I'm thinking, wait a minute. The PS3 that we have right over there in the corner of this room mm -hmm. uh, is backwards compatible. It it's, is. It's the yes. Metal Gear Solid 4 bundle pack that is yep. a about 80 gig mm -hmm. uh, backwards compatible model. Yep, that's the one. We have Gran Turismo 3 A-Spec on the wall right over there behind <laughs> us. And I have a $400 wheel that's got a switch on it that switches between ps3 and ps4 and hey, i was just thinking to myself i was thinking of doing an experiment i didn't have time to do so today but i wanted to bring the ps3 into my room and mm. and hook up my wheel to it and go to ps3 mode and put it drop in grand Turismo. i thought you were gonna say you were gonna bring your wheel out here i'm like i would love to see that that would be hilarious <laughs> the uh it would bring it into my room would be yeah. easier to transfer over but uh yeah and then just see if if it's as good as i remember because i never played grand Turismo 3 with a wheel yeah, because I can guarantee you right now the uh, the uh, Thrustmaster T three hundred RS is uh, the wheel I have, and it is really good wheel, mm -hmm. especially for the money. A lot of those sim wheels, the higher end sim wheels, get real expensive real quick. Yeah, they do. And I will never give up the argument, the fact that there's no reason that this wheel can't also work on the Xbox One, other than the fact that Thrustmaster has one to sell you there. Exactly. Which is 
ridiculous. Mm. In fact, it costs as much as the console. Oh, and it's USB. Yeah. But yet. But yet. And I'm never going to give that one up. <laughs> That's just ridiculous. That is all I have to say about Project Cars 2, really. It's just another disappointment. It really is. Yeah. What is not a disappointment is this kitten right here. Hello, Midnight. He's very comfortable. He's very comfy. He's only on my lap, powering his head off right now. He's trying to chew my finger. And you love it. Oh, I do. He's so cute. Anyway, I don't believe there's much else that could really be said about that. It's just, honestly, if you're into sim racers, you've either already checked it out or already decided to skip it. So, yeah. my review to begin with, even if you call it a disqualifying review, because I haven't had much time and I have history with the developer. So, it's like, mm, it is what it is. I say, if you're mildly interested, I say, wait for a slow weekend and rent it. And yeah. then prepare to be, you know, disgusted <laughs> and send it back rather quickly. Yep. I think, you know, if I gave it a fair chance, look, and that's my honest thing, the reason why I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt and saying Gamefly instead of uh, Burn It is because I would imagine that if you spend uh, dozens upon dozens upon dozens of hours in the menu tweaking the setup on this one car for this one track, getting your suspension just right, and then you go into the menus in and out, and you, you spend dozens upon dozens upon dozen hours with your astrophysics degree, and you figure out how to adjust your wheel to the car that you've adjusted so that everything works just right. I'd imagine you could probably get it to the point where the handling is good. The problem is, is that most of us don't have dozens and dozens of hours like that, you know, a couple hundred hours to spend playing one car on one track to get it all right for one lap. You know, most of us want to play a racing game. We're like, okay, let's play a series over those, this. I have two days off. Let me play uh, through this uh, European GT3 Cup. It's like, okay. And you go try to go play through it. And it's just like you don't have the time to figure out one car on one track, much less through all of them. <laughs> It's like uh, that's what I've said. It's like you probably could figure it out, but nobody spends that much time on one track, unfortunately. Final thoughts? Kitten. Kitten. Final thoughts it is. Final thoughts. Okay, final thoughts. Yay. Not as quick as I thought it would be, but it was definitely pretty quick. Mm, yeah. Anything you have anything for final thoughts? Uh, we've been watching a lot of anime recently. Well, we've been watching a lot of anime in the last two weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually wrote down everything that I've seen. I've seen two, and you've seen two. I I've seen four. You've seen two of those four. Yeah. I mean, let's put it that way. Um, I finished Snow White with the red hair. It was good. I liked it. It was definitely an interesting story. All right. You know, I definitely liked it. It was interesting. Hopefully, it gets another season because uh, the way it leaves off. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I enjoyed it. It was pretty good. All right. Uh, restaurant to another world. <laughs> oh God. Otherwise one. known as food porn. Food porn. Food porn. The show. The 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 part of the episode that I showed you was the weakest episode of the bunch. It's a good show, but it's definitely one note. Yeah. It, yeah. it plays the same riff over and over again, and it's kind of like I know anime and unrealistic in the same time is what you said. Yeah, I know, but it's just kind of like, uh, do people really describe, do real people really describe food in this way? I know. Right. Nobody does. Not even like, I it's a lot of these cooking shows, all these challenge cooking shows. They, people don't even describe it the same way. <laughs> the most descriptive way you've ever heard, heard food, food put. Yeah. You know? And it's, it's more of a realistic reaction to food than say like food wars, which is, they're not food. <laughs> it's not food in Food Wars. I got news for people. But yeah, Restaurant to Another World, enjoyable. Uh, I don't know if it has much replay value. Again, very one note. 
Uh, then uh, we get to the stuff that you've seen. Okay. Uh, Noragami. Noragami was great. I enjoyed that one quite a lot. I watched two episodes and I knew this was right up <laughs> your alley. Oh, yeah. It was really, really good. I did like that one a lot. No, we just finished that one this morning and they decided to leave us off on one hell of a... It's not even a cliffhanger so much as a, a pulling... Shock up, moment. Like, that's <laughs> that's like end. a serious issue, s- s- uh, scenario of rug burn. Oh, yeah. Because they just like, everything's wrapping up, everything's nice and... Cool and then nice less. and happy. Everything is, you know, oh, it's like everything's gonna be you know, And then after and the, that. and then thirty seconds after the credits of the last episode, all of a sudden it's just, wow, that carpet comes pulling out from under you <laughs> oh, in a yeah. hard way, and it's like, what? Oh, we yeah. were both shocked by that one. That was yeah. Not I really so want a third season of that just because mm. of that. Rumors are that it's gonna come up soon. Noragami's pretty good though. I like that one. It was. Mm. Uh, it reminded me a lot of early bleach. Yeah, that's it. Early bleach. It's very reminiscent of early bleach before bleach kind of got you know long and lost, <laughs> lost in its own convoluted narrative. Yeah, it was good early on, you know. Oh yeah. I think the thing with me though is I think a lot of uh, bleach lost itself when it started to save Rukia for the fifteenth time. Oh god, that was so annoying. <laughs> or Orihime, or, or Orihime. Whoever, whoever was the damsel of the week in distress. <laughs> that's it. That's when it usually gets old pretty quick. Uh, but yeah, Noragami was enjoyable. Uh, I started watching a show that you've yet to... St- Actually, you know what? You haven't seen two. You've only seen one because you've yet to start this one. We're going to be starting this one tonight. Probably very soon here yeah. after this podcast. Uh, yeah. is I've seen the first seven episodes of Durarara, <laughs> which is... Oh, this one's special. It was. I don't know if it was written by or if it's the same animation studio or what the story is but it's the same people that did Bacano in some way shape or form because it's the same exact style and apparently it's in the same universe and what have you as Bacano which is that was an amazing show. Oh Bacano was great I love Bacano. Uh, so Durarara it takes about four or five episodes to really get going but as soon as it does it really hits the ground running I've heard mixed things about something happens in the middle of the first season that kind of I don't know off the rails moment maybe Oh god. But I I'm enjoying the hell out of it so far. I like I like Celty is great. You're gonna like Celty. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the so far the funniest thing, and you'll see this. It's like okay. the second episode. Uh, the funniest character by a long shot is a guy. His name is like is Simone or something like that. Okay. But everyone calls him Simon. Simon. Super huge, tall black guy, Russian. He's he's like he's like I don't know if you can call him like a bouncer, but he's like just outside of the sushi place that's run by Russians. It's like, what Russian sushi? It's like <laughs> it screams Russian mob, but we haven't gotten that far yet. But he's like, oh yeah, Russian sushi, and he's outside trying to pitch people to uh, to try to oh, hand out flyers and like, oh, it's really good. You not get sick most of the time. Most of the <laughs> it's time. Hysterical. It's so funny. I love him. He's hysterical, especially <laughs> in the English dub. It's so good. Oh, that's great. Oh, and then I made myself sad by looking up uh, the box set for Durarara and came to my attention that it was an Aniplex title with an Aniplex price tag. <laughs> That makes me very sad. Uh, but yeah, Durarara, I'm enjoying that hell out of that. I know you're going to get into it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's really good so far. I'm enjoying it. That's all we've seen. That's all I've seen. I've seen a lot in the last couple mm. of weeks. But uh, yeah, Noragami was really good. I did like that one. Any specific thoughts and observations? Uh, it got a little emo sometimes, but thankfully oh, that didn't Lord. last too long. Yes. Once we got past the emo block, then it got a lot better. It was in. It was pretty early on in the first season. Was the emo block where there were like three episodes of just nonstop of one of the main characters just having a nonstop temper tantrum, and it was so annoying. 
It definitely gets a little annoying, a little bit long. They could have probably cut, I don't know, a good episode. Episode out of that, yeah. Shorten that up a wee bit. But, uh, no, once we got past that, it got a lot better. And then the second season was really, really good. I did enjoy the second season. I think more than the first season, because it was so much more, like, action-y in the second mm. season was. Uh, Fanto says in the uh, chat that it's not the first time that anime will do that, and it probably won't be the last time as well for <laughs> jumping the shark. And uh, yeah, I can confirm that. It's definitely it. That's one of the things that makes anime. It's like a high-risk, high-reward scenario. I think you said that when you were talking about uh, the food show, actually. The food show. I'm not sure which one. I think it's probably jumping the shark is what he meant. I don't know. Yeah, describing food. food. Okay, I, I saw it pop up then. But, you know, we were talking, so I didn't bring it up. Yeah, I didn't I see when he popped that up. Yeah, oh, the yeah, food it was show during the food show. Oh yeah, the food porn shows. Yeah, they they do all right. Again, I like, and it would be nice if Restaurant to Another World got another season. It's just the problem is that, it, like I said, it's very one note. Yeah, and the part of the episode that I saw was just weird. <laughs> yeah, that was the weakest episode of the whole lot. So. <laughs> But yeah, it's good stuff. I liked a lot. I'm enjoying a lot of the shows. Like I said, after the show, we're gonna get back into Durarara, which you're mm -hmm. yet to see. Um, yeah, I'll probably uh, make some food and then we can watch that. Mm. I might make the other half of the box of pasta that we started last night. We still have a little bit more sauce. sauce left. That, a little bit, not much thought. though. Yeah, that was the thought. So, but yes, I don't believe there's much else. I'm gonna be sending back Project Cars too because uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, the handling is so far off on it. It's kind of bizarre how they. Screwed that one up so badly. And uh, I don't know what's next. I think you're getting Sun and... Or what are you getting? Uh, tomorrow is the launch of Pokemon Ultra Sun and Moon. I have Ultra Sun uh, pre-ordered from the Pokemon Center in New York City. I've yet to get an email about it. I don't know if they've actually shipped it out yet or not. I was expecting them to like, ship it out either yesterday or today. We never got any email confirmation about it. So when it shows up, I don't know. It could show. It could be in the mail tomorrow. It could be in the mail Saturday. It could be in the mail Monday. We'll see what happens with it. But as soon as that happens, I will be full in on that game because I'm so excited about mm, that. Yes, Neo's taking a backseat again. Again, <laughs> poor Neo. Mm. I'm gonna be sending back Project Cars. I don't know. I'll have to set up the list so that I'll get something back. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that way, yeah. uh, you don't have two or three things <laughs> sitting on your I desk, know. and it kind of you know wads up the queue. <laughs> I don't believe there's much else really to be said about any of that other than the fact that I think we're pretty much done. I don't expect there to be much. <laughs> I like that. What's going on? So it's because Ian Bell hates you. He makes sure you got the sketch beta copy of the <laughs> that game. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, well, hey, whatever you have to do to sell your game, it's. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not the only one giving it low reviews. I got news for you. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And I don't believe there's much else. Do you have anything else? Final thoughts? Not really. Not really. All right. And until next time, don't choke the chocobo. Bye. Bye now and see you later. Bye.